Good morning, good afternoon, and good day wherever in the world you might be. Welcome to the podcast, The Sage and Guide. I'm your host, Raju Manthian. On The Sage and Guide podcast, we bring you presentations and conversations to unleash authenticity and influence excellence onto your world. This day, this morning, we have a very special guest all the way from my hometown, Pune, India. Aruna M. Katara is the president of the Hope Foundation, founded by her late father, the industrialist Prahlad P. Chabria of the Phenolex Group fame. Welcome to this podcast, ma'am, and good to have you here. Namaskar. Namaste, Raju. Thank you, and thank you, Sage and Guy, for this lovely welcome. Uh, Arunaji, uh, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself besides what I just said to uh, set the ball rolling? Okay, so typically the childhood that I was brought up in, we were always referred to, girls yeah. were always referred to as somebody's daughter, somebody's wife, somebody's mother, somebody's daughter-in-law. I grew up at a time and age where my parents were very conservative, uh, uh, yeah. very traditional. And the only lo- role that was given to me was to be one of the excellent one of the above. It is just some sheer determination that I think I've inherited from my father that I was always looking for something to do in my life. So at the age of 40, 38 to 40, I finished my master's in management sciences with a distinction. And mm-hmm. at the age of 41, started working, 42. Okay, my first, yeah. Wow. So, and wow. where was I working? I was working for this college that came up in Pune, the International Institute of Information Technology. Earlier to that, the trust also has a college in Ratnagiri, Phenolix Academy of Management and Technology, but that is a good seven, eight hours drive away. So, I was never really hands on. And it, this, it is this I square idea where I think my father, and not that I know, that it would take over my life. Um, I think, and even he thought, I'll probably look at the cafeteria or the property management or maybe the hostels, but who knew, who knew what destiny had in store? So I worked as an intern for seven years. He did not pay me one rupee. It's my husband who afforded my, uh, paid for my car and my petrol bill and the driver later because there was in, in three weeks, I had three occasions of almost having bad accidents. So he realized that this woman is always thinking, 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 please, please take a driver now. So for the first seven years, I didn't even get a stipend. And at the end of seven years, I guess I must have done something right. And I got onto his payroll. That has probably been my wow. most, you know, the proudest moment. Of course, getting the Master of Management Sciences with a distinction was a moment of achievement. But this was something else. Wow, 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 wow. I didn't know that part of your life story, but that's amazing, no? Come to think of it, this is in the 90s or 80s? Uh, we st- I started out in 2000. Well, I swear I did. Oh boy. I swear I did. Was, um, I was with it from the first uh, plans, from the first drawing board. With Hafiz contractor being right. our architect, he was a very, very big person and he made designs and didn't let us even for a minute think that a college needs to be a three-story building with a you know, typical staircase and stuff like that. 
he dreamt big and with that my father dreamt big very big you know and they created something in pune that uh, i prefer not to take names but a leading in educationist in pune told me uh, that my father has raised the bar where education infrastructure is concerned right right i've seen the building i've been there twice right. it's a beautiful building right. and uh, the campus looks like modern day uh, it companies like infosys or microsoft in bangalore and hyderabad that's how they are but so you you guys constructed this back in 2000 2000 is it wow amazing so aruna ji now uh, that you mentioned your dad and uh, that is a legacy that you're living at he he left a huge legacy i mean that book that tv saw and you it's on your table right now uh, the book that says there is no such thing as a self made man can you briefly uh, give us an insight into your dad mr chabria so what i remember papa he was never at home when we were growing up my brother and i were totally my mother's uh, prerogatives to look after to bring up to go to school to take for sports to take for hobbies but when he was home i remember and even up to now i always hero worship there was there was something in me that made me just just like how a young girl would look at say a film star i would look at him that way in in awe he would he was actually traditionally he was not, not well read because he barely went to school he, instead of going yeah. to school he used to play kites and play marbles and stuff like that yeah but when he started his journey as an entrepreneur he learned and the most important thing that he learned was no person is ever born with all the skills required to be successful whatever arena of life and you can be successful if you ask the right people the experts to come in and share with you their wisdom this is the one thing that i learned from him that asking for assistance for example he didn't know how to write a balance sheet but he learned he learned from mr balasaheb bhide i remember bhide uncle from when i was this small uh the the founder of maharashtra chamber of commerce mr ar bhat mr ar bhat was his mentor who showed him how to write a document of how to fill a tender uh, what i'm trying to say is what what papa always said there are enough people in the world who know so many things and you have to be approach the right person for the right advice and that way you spend a lot of you cut down on a lot of time uh, on making mistakes that is one thing i remember of my father the other thing that i he really stressed on me that the family name name means everything Hmm. what he what he meant was you have to have to have to have a dignity a respect for your family there should be no one who can point a finger to to your family and say this was done wrong or this one cheated me or this one owes me money he would never never want to 
go down on the family name in terms of all these aspects amazing who do i remember of my father he loved music he loved singing uh, as a little boy he would sing pankaj malik and segal and those songs and he had a lovely lovely voice you know uh, deep sonorous voice and through him i inculcated the art of listening to music and singing and later on in life he even picked up the sitar wow i learned some of that from him my mother also would learn the sitar vocal classical music indian music was i think the legacy that i got from him oh my i could go on and on raju <laughs> you have to yeah. get me to the next question if you want me to start amazing i see your voice being filled up with emotions but let me just uh, uh uh restate the three points you made number one you said that no person is born with the with all the skills that he needs so an entrepreneur needs to go out and find that talent and buy acquire a partner with that talent so be unafraid of what you don't have because you can always find it right the second thing you mentioned is that uh don't let your brand your family name be blemished by any way that means keep your commitment stay high on integrity so that the brand stays consistent as it is still today and the last thing of course you said is that you know uh, be a home person you know indulge in the arts and the creative stuff that is sitar and music amazing amazing so i i don't want to ask you any more questions i don't want you to get emotional about this no uh the thing that i would like to know is that are these the one or two things number one is that you can go and acquire what you don't have and number two is to stay very high in integrity because the book uh there's no such thing as a self made man i think that's what it points to and his history shows that he kept his word and he worked very hard and he struggled and he went to people and he begged and he sweated and he bled uh what part or what period in his life would you say that he uh, if you know that came out of the rat race and then you know there are hundreds and thousands of sindhi businessmen in india across the world thousands of but uh, your dad stood apart so where exactly do you think he broke the the last ceiling broke the class ceiling where he you know suddenly he was out of the race and he was up ahead in the race you know race mein ghoda aage kab nikal gaya kaise nikal gaya so from the years 1959 to about 70 75 76 uh, he was busy very busy building up the company and yeah. the first thing the first product that they got into was cables right and after that Fine. it was and after that it was pvc resin plant at ratnagiri it is this pvc plant project at ratnagiri which is now about 40 years young i would say uh, mm. this this changed the league i think right right Uh, this was the breaking yeah yeah apple and phenolex uh, the name was chosen with fine and flexible uh, yeah. he always believed not to keep names to keep the brand name on a family name it could have been chabia cables but no he believed in making a brand and he believed back then in the business of 
how to nurture a brand, how to make it known countrywide. He used to travel by train to all of South India and almost every district in South India would know him personally and would yeah. know the brand Finolex. And why was that? Yeah. Because he was a people's man. Because he believed that only when you interact with the people, whether mm. it's on the shop floor of the company or yeah. your distributors or your marketing agents or your own office people or the world outside, there has to be communication and the communication has to be free-flowing. And that yeah. that can be translated into a better product, a better marketing, a better sales. Uh, he, I think the birth of Phenolex Industries, it was called Pipes earlier, Phenolex Pipes, put them onto an, on another league. Wow, yeah, the tipping point, you know, that's where they became conscious. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, amazing story, amazing story. I read the books. Uh, uh, very uh, engaged, in a very engaged way. I finished it in a day and a half. And the reason it, it uh, appealed to me so much is because I knew so many Sindhis in Lakshmi Road, Pune, you know, my uncle, my cousin, my dad, and so many others in Mumbai, you know. And they were all similar, the history. I mean, the childhood background was almost the same. Kite flying, marbles. And struggle at no school and family and conservativeness, as you mentioned, conservatism, as you mentioned. No? Now, uh, the legacy that he's left behind, the Phenolex group, right, and the Hope Foundation. And you said you began to carry it the year 2000 and up. No, he didn't do it in the beginning. He didn't want you to. No, uh, how is it? How is it to be born into? something so huge and then be able to carry forward into it. What are your strengths and your challenges? So something huge and to be born in such a place that I can think of now when I look back to the past, I'm 63, so 63 years. When we were right. growing up, my parents, my father and mother, both very, very tough disciplinarians. Uh, I don't think they had beyond two shoes, one black shoe and one white shoe, the butter white shoe. <laughs> uh, I went to a convent school. My friends were, I hate this line, middle class, but that is what we were also. Right. Wow. Uh, they never let us you know, put our nose up in the air. We were meant to live simple and humble and that is the traits we learn mm -hmm. so if you have to think of having so much uh, I guess I've I, always I, had more more than all my school friends had I, I don't mean the wealth and uh, the conveniences at home I meant the business and the industry and the schools that existed outside that you came to aware came into awareness of later in life, not in your early childhood. No. Let me let me go back and share how Hope Foundation came about. Because right. that was also one turning point of my father's life. It is because mm -hmm. of certain incidents that Hope Foundation came about. Mm -hmm. So this was the year 1973. I was uh, 15. I had a baby sister and I had a baby, I had a younger brother, three years younger than me. But here comes a baby sister, 15 years 
I'm older than her. And she was like the toy in the house and we would play with her. Literally like a real life doll. Yeah. She turned two and a half and my parents, we were just shifting home to a bigger house. And yeah. she was not well. And my father's connected with the local pediatrician, Dr. Anand yeah. Pandit, who's been a family friend ever since. Dr. Pandit said we need to meet Dr. Marathi, a hematologist, because he has suspected something worse than just an ordinary cold or ordinary anything. Mm. It so turned out that my sister had ALL, leukemia. That is. And at that time in right. 1977, there was no treatment for leukemia in India for children at all. So he gathered his resources and did not want to split the family. So my brother, myself, mom, dad, my mama and mommy, so that they could help us out. Uh, we all went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Children's Hospital, for treatment. Yeah. It is after this when my father and mother got involved with her treatment and they realized that there is nothing in India, not in Pune. Hope Foundation was started. And Hope Foundation is where my genesis came, actually. Mm-hmm. It is because of Hope Foundation and the position that I enjoyed over there just by being my father's daughter. Uh, Hope Foundation started with the primary aim of wanting to provide health assistance to small children with cancer. It was with a very specific reason it had started. It is later that it grew into education and now we have health and education as our main mission. Right. And uh, what is Hope Foundation doing today, uh, nationally or even in the city and state of Pune and Maharashtra? Yes, nationally also. So our first engineering college is in Ratnakiri, which turned 26 years. It so happened that Phenolex Industries was setting up their PVC plant over there in Ratnagiri. It was it required a ocean jetty because the EDC would come by the ship liner and would need it to be docked over there and then stored in big stylos. So Papa had walked the length and breadth of the coast of Western coast and he he stumbled upon that Nagari and he believed in faith that this was the place where Sinolex pipes was meant to be born. Mm. So the company started and he realized that people are not able to continue with their services here because there was no school, no colleges. Schools there were still, but no colleges. Mm. He set up the Phenolex Academy of Management and Technology. And I can proudly say that Phenolex Industries, has, what, what Phenolex Industries has done for Ratnagiri in terms of uh, economy, FAMT, that is a child of Hope Foundation, FAMT has actually moved the socio-economic growth development of that region of Ratnagiri, Sindhudur, the coast. We have girl students, we have students who have, we have children who have, whose parents have never been to college, the first time was into an engineering college. They're mostly fishing community and we know about the mangoes, so mangoes really don't do anything. So <laughs> to have an engineering college and to be able to provide education and over the years get rankers under Mumbai University and to get ranking in the national list of engineering colleges. I think Mm. it's quite prestigious. And in 25 years, I believe that something that was started as a small thought 
it's taken mm. over our life mm. and i'm very grateful for that and what is uh, a day in the life of aruna katara today the president of hope foundation given that background that uh, conservative background that struggled from humble beginnings to being an industrialist the daughter of an industrialist and now of course uh, heading hope foundation and health and education what is a day in your life today aruna ji okay let's discount the last two years covid because at covid i've been under lock and key right. <laughs> let's talk <laughs> before that i don't mean to say this loosely but yeah my dear father i don't think he knew that i was capable of so much in fact i'm a little proud of what i've achieved in the last 20 years because for the first 40 years i was a wife i was a daughter i was a mother mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. one fine day i decided to just sit sit in with the meetings uh, with a peace contractor for the drawing boards and growing from there i lost my chain of thought can you repeat the question please sure no problem no problem the question was that what is a day in the life of the yeah. president of ah. the hope of yeah yeah uh, hope foundation right so that's uh, okay don't worry about it that's all right this is a podcast people so in the year <laughs> so in the yeah. year 2000 when i started it was on the drawing board i would attend meetings and i would learn slowly about finance i would learn about purchase i would learn about how to put up a building and what is required in terms of cement and steel and what is negotiation okay that was the building aspect of it when, when comes to education the academic aspect of it uh, we had dr vijay bhatkar who was a leading scientist of our country who had given india param supercomputing who was our uh, technology head the it head my father was the administrative head and he was the academic so learning about words and terms of it which I'm clueless about then, and I'm kind of clueless even now when they talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence and IoT. Um, believe me, this and my kids laugh at me uh, that you call yourself the head of a technical institute and you don't know. If I don't know all this, what do I know? What do I know? That the first ten years that I spent learning, I went to a college in Chicago for two weeks, Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday. and walked into each department and i was a shadow in the, each department learning on how they conduct classes how they schedule what, what do they do with exams what do they do what do they do with admissions uh, what is the branding marketing st- style they use um, i learned all these kind of things i would travel on my own visit different countries visit colleges i would visit colleges uh, 11th and 12th st- uh, standard colleges in india to canvas for icpriti uh, i would travel abroad again to canvas we had students from south korea china france many countries mm. so every single day every single day there used to be a hunt and i used to love to chase it wow and that hunt and that chase i didn't realize that that will take over my life and probably live the most interesting part of my life in the last 20 years right amazing so these are traits that your father had maybe 
60, 70 years ago, right? Yes. Similar, yes. similar, yes. similar, but on a different platform in a different industry and in a world that has so massively changed. I, I see shades of this because the book I read, and I just want to do this for the people listening in. Uh, the struggle that Mr. Chabria went through is from nothing, from being an ordinary messenger boy, kind of a salesperson with no education whatsoever, building an industry from ground up in the 60s of India was a tough call. And to become the industrialist and represent this group is amazing. So today, uh, Aruna, you're telling me that uh, given the platform you have, you almost went through the same internal processes of learning the way he did, right? Uh, it's like growing through the information and data and gathering it and making it useful. That's amazing. So that's a trait you still carry. I'm privileged. I'm privileged to have a fantastic mentor. And yeah. I'm also privileged to my destiny that I could, I got this opportunity and I could, I could actually grab it. So I've never yeah. been the kitty party size. I've never been to one in my whole life. <laughs> uh, I was always hungry that I need to do something. I need to work, but work on what? So when this opportunity came, mm. my destiny told me grab it. I mean, I could have been one of those girls sitting at home wearing shoes or bags. But uh, my destiny said, grab it. And the support that I got from my husband and my children, kids were by then 12 and 15. I didn't believe in bringing them up the way my parents brought me up in a very conservative, mm -hmm. old-fashioned way. To me, it was very important. It was very important to have fun. Because when I was small, my sister was sick with ALL and I had conservative parents. So I was on this end of the pendulum. And when my kids were growing up, I just went to this end of the pendulum. <laughs> having fun was very important. Uh, yes. Luckily, it was not tough for me from the point of view of money. Because where my father is concerned, livelihood was at stake. And I did not have that. You had no issues with that. I yeah. no issues to face I want to just bring in a word uh, which my Sindhi mother used to tell me when I was young, uh, which relates to entrepreneur. No? And she used to tell me, entrepreneur. Mm. You know, I mean, so it's, it's the same. And uh, the French entrepreneur means the same thing, to enter in and take charge. And in, in whether it was Hindi or Sindhi, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. And so shades of that uh, is what you're speaking of from the stories of your father and yourself. So entrepreneur, like something from inside wanting to come in yeah. and change the world outside. That's entrepreneur. So, uh, uh, so Arunashi, um, this is a very short podcast and your stories are huge. I will just wrap this up with two questions. The first one is, uh, where do you see, I mean, in your mind's eye, what is Hope Foundation doing 10 years down the line? In your mind's eye, what is Hope Foundation serving, creating 10 years down the line? So there is always a temptation to say that we will grow in numbers because that is right. what the manufacturing head <laughs> would always want or say. 
Right. Okay. Good one. Very good yeah. one. I like that. So yeah. if, uh, if you talk to my father or you talk to my brother, they believe in numbers. Right. Okay. That's, that's there for you to see in black and white. Right. But somewhere along the way, I learned something, I think, more important, which is applicable to my world. My world is basically what? To see that we do some kind of health assistance to people who may mm. need it mm. and to provide good education at both the mm. campuses. So to me, instead of looking at from the 5,000 count, we should reach a 10,000 count of students. Right. I look at it more importantly from the quality aspect. Right. So let us graduate 5,000 students a year. But let us graduate students who actually can go out and make a life for themselves. Brilliant. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is rare and it's 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 a great thought and I wish you well. In in my world, we say Godspeed towards that vision. Not breadth, but depth. Yes. Not breadth, but depth, no? Okay, great. Last question. And uh, the last question is, given your background and given what you're doing today, and I am surrounded, uh, my my network, a large part of my network, especially here in the Philippines, are Sindhis. Most of them from Karachi, Hyderabad, or Madras, or Chennai, or, or Jaipur, or Pune. Uh, and many of them are business people, some industrialists. What tip or two would you give to them? What would you say to the Sindhi business community around the world? So the Sindhi business community around the world, let's talk about India first. Okay. Uh, India is part of the world, yeah? Yeah. Let's talk about India first. So, you know, and my father has written his book and he's talked to us about this so many times. That when partition happened, she didn't know what was happening because there was no phone, there was no TV, there was no right. all India radio which would give some news. Yeah. Uh, something so big, magnitude. Hmm. He was already in Pune by then. Yeah. And he, he used to wonder why people are talking about Gandhi and independence, right. uh, which... Today's day and age, we will not be able to understand. That time, the communication flow was not that easy. Yeah. So, uh, what he realized is that he had to leave Pakistan, but his family also needed to move because yeah. of partition. And they all came to Pune because he was in Pune. Not for any special love of Pune, but because he was already in Pune. Right. So, he says in his book very regularly that Never be complacent as to what you have, and it's always going to be there for you. Right. Life Never change, take anything for granted. Yeah. Granted. Life just changes. Mm. And what can keep you going is if you're agile mentally and physically, you have to be able to put together something A for self sustenance and for your family. And B, like he said, he would always be looking at the sky and asking the sky, is this all that I was destined to do. And he would get an answer. No, you will do something more. 
and he would get God. an answer as to it's literally as a sky telling him and guiding him that you should be doing this next amazing that's a brilliant story aruna ji beautiful oh, beautiful yes. that's a beautiful brilliant story and i'm sure this will touch the hearts of everyone listening in no so a quick uh, little uh, in view for me is that in 1963 when i was about 6 years old or 7 years old in pune and i used to sit and wonder about gandhi and when they used to call him the father of the nation i literally thought that he was the father of every indian so that's how much information and news we used to have to of course no so uh, happy talking to you uh, is there anything i forgot to ask you or anything on your heart that you still want to tell me about living and yes yes i yes, would definitely please. point out one thing yeah uh, my father in the end years was very satisfied with where i where i am and where i will be yeah and he thought that this should be the place where my daughter should continue with this legacy Beautiful. so so my daughter is the managing trustee of the trust of course she shadows me and this year she has taken on at the end of 6 years taken up larger responsibilities my daughter in law is an author and she has this bend of doing free surgeries for the needy so we the, keep help for the needy for yeah. free surgeries yeah for for free surgeries for cataract and different uh, i surgeries that might be required really so, uh, i'm proud i'm proud that i have the next generation wanting to continue with the same belief that their grandpa had and i'm proud to have inherited this luxury and have somebody to pass it on to day after tomorrow i'm going for my cataract surgery so when you said i i was thinking you should have been here I know I know Pune is such a beautiful <laughs> place to be but regardless so day after tomorrow I'm going to go get this right eye fixed because it's slightly cloudy Aruna ji it's been a it's been sheer pleasure talking to you and the wait was worth its while and the sharing was beautiful soft and tender and super insightful I loved the two or three points about your dad and the uh, most recent statement you made about depth and not breadth and how the future is being held in gentle hands with your daughter and your daughter in law so maraming salamat po as we say in this part of the world bahut bahut dhanyawad one more thing if i can add oh sure sure please 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 uh, go ahead yeah so, uh, this whole aspect of wanting to give back to society yeah my brother and my sister in law we founded mukul madhav foundation when mukul what? baby passed mukul madhav foundation right. that's the name of their baby mukul madhav who passed yeah. away when he was just two and a half months old right right so they started a foundation and the kind of work that they are doing parallelly in ratnagiri and across the country uh, my sister in law ritu and my brother prakash are known to be very large hearted and you can approach them with any trouble and they are there for you so what i'm saying is this this aspect of giving of back of sharing what you have yes of yeah. sharing what you have has come to us from my father and mother and we are grateful for that so that is the essential legacy then not the industry yes. 
right not the cables uh, nothing but this this essential legacy is the choice the desire the to give back and yes, yes. giving it back amazing so i got you both of them both of them the brother bhabhi and the kid they kid yeah. uh okul mahadev foundation and hope foundation i hope we do justice to the name of our father Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much for watching and listening in to Aruna M. Katara from Pune, India, President of Hope Foundation and also President of I Square T. They call it in Pune, and the daughter of the late former industrialist Pralad B. Shahriar. Adios and good luck until next time. We'll see you at the next podcast. Bye. There you go. I hope you enjoyed the Sage and Guide podcast. And if it was helpful to you, the most helpful thing you can do is leave a review below and then like and share it with your friends. Your reviews and your sharing will keep this podcast alive and going. It has been a pleasure talking to you. My name is Rajesh Mandian. I'm a speaker trainer coach based in the Philippines. And if you ever need my services, please look me up at www. mandian.com i'm also available on linkedin facebook and youtube other than that audios and mabuhai